Hey, welcome to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are so pumped that you're tuning into this podcast. It has been designed for people just like you. We want to do life with you, share our wins, our defeats, our ups and our downs in hopes that you'll grow closer to God and to the people that you love in your life. Sit back and enjoy today's podcast. But before I get there, I wanted to take a moment just to invite our audience out to a live conference. And so every year in October, the second week in October, we have a special conference that we call a live conference. Mm -hmm. And this is what we say, that these three days could change the next 30 years of your life. Our goal is to try to give people at least four times Mm. the amount that they invested in a ticket. We're going to have seven main sessions this year, six master classes, three after parties, but one encounter with God. Mm. And I believe that one encounter with God is what it's all about. It's so good. AC 23. Mm -hmm. You know, there are certain things that we do every year, like as believers, like Mm -hmm. um, I fast, I I do like major fasts a couple times a year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sometimes there's certain books of the Bible I'll study, you know, there's a word of the year, but then something else that we do every year. And that is a conference. AC 23 is that conference. It's that encounter like you're saying where you just like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all day, every day, you are like enveloped in the presence of God, just daring to go beyond your own personal boundaries. It is amazing. And we're going to be doing a special session on marriage there. It's Mm -hmm. going to be Ken and Tabitha. Um, I think we're calling it um, unfiltered. Ooh. And so you really, come. what is that like? Well, uh, you gotta come. We're already unfiltered. If, if you're interested with getting more information about our conference, check out the website, mylifechurch.org. And, um, you can also check it out in the show notes. I think there's a link to that as well. You got to get your tickets now because it is going to be a sold out event. All right. What's up everybody. Hey, so everyone. good to be with you guys today for another episode of doing life with Ken and Tabitha. I'm Ken and this is Tabitha. <laughs> Hopefully you guys know Did that by now. Did you expect me to jump in there? Yeah. Hey, 23 years of marriage has been the best 21 years of our lives. And um, two years was absolutely horrible. We got ourselves together. We did. And um, now we're able to share some principles of success and also failure. And uh, we just want to say, what's up, everybody? Y'all tuning in, listening. We love you guys. Thank we you do. so much for all of your comments and your feedback. We love to hear from you. If you're new to our episode, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be the first to get the content as it is released. We release a new episode every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, United States of these God-blessed Americas. And so what's up, sweetheart? You feeling good today? I'm feeling good today. I'm excited to share today. I think this is going to be a blessing to people. And you know what I'm excited about? You said it a little bit, is that we have so much fun when we do this, Uh but we've been getting feedback and it sounds like some of you are having just as much fun listening as we are speaking. And so that is just such a blessing. I'm so happy about that. And we do believe that caring is sharing yeah. and sharing is caring. And so if you enjoy today's content, like sc- subscribe, share, comment, all that good stuff, yeah. it lets us know that it is okay. Today's um, topic or segment is called His Money, Her Money. Mm. His Money, Her Money. Ooh. And um, I guess we got one major goal today, and it's to help those of you all who are married look at his money and her money as Mm -hmm. our money. Mm -hmm. And we had to make that transition years ago. And it's probably one of the best things that we've done. Mm. Can you talk about that at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's just, you know, when the two become one, Uh you really become one in everything, like Mm -hmm. one flesh. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, when we have kids, it's not your child or my child. It's our child. Um, If you have a problem, it's not your problem. It's 
our problem. Let's yeah. work on this baby. We're yeah. going to do this together. And same, it's the same with our finances. So, I mean, what you're talking about is um, teamwork. Teamwork. And you're talking about the two becoming one. And so, but why is that? When it comes to money, it almost feels like there's a lot of individuality. And it's almost like, well, I make this money and you make your money. Mm-hmm. And I have a savings account and you have a savings wow. account. And there are many couples who really struggle with his money and her money becoming our money. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think that is? Um, I think it's just the society and the world that we grow up in. Uh-huh. You know, we're taught to earn and to make and, you know, we want to um, achieve and uh-huh. be successful. I also think that, you know, the Bible says that the love of money uh-huh. <laughs> is the root to all evil. Uh-huh. Some people get that's a real test to see whether you love money or not. Mm-hmm. If you're married is to say, is this both of our money or is this mine and yours? Well, it reminds me of a scripture that says, um, where a man's treasure is, that's where his heart is also. Mm. And so sometimes the reason that people keep their money separate is because their heart is not all the way there yet. Wow. Because, you know, I learned years ago that if you follow where a person puts their money, you can follow what they really love. Yes. And so when the husband and wife become one, um, one way that we know that we really love one another and like we're all in is that we don't have these separate things. It's our money. My treasure is in you. Right. Everything I have. And so it's not just that you took my last name. It's just that um, what God has placed together, let no man put us under. So good. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking about like, if you were to look at my bank statements and see where my treasure is, Uh (laughs) see where my heart is, Uh it's like in Target and the grocery store Uh and Amazon, because Uh I, my heart is with you taking care of my house and my family. My heart is with my children. Like I have to Um, all day, every day. I'm like, I was going to say, what do I have to do with Target and Amazon? Baby, Uh I get the toilet paper for you. I get the groceries for you. I get the paper towels for you. Your socks, I get them for you. Like that's where my heart is. I actually need some more socks and I have needed more socks for quite a bit of time. I feel I'm working on it, honey. Um, okay. Um, the divorce rate is 50% in America. 50% of people who say I do eventually will say I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the main problems that people are facing are financial hardships and um, financial constraints and shortage and so forth and so on. And so it's not just um, our money. It's also how do we manage our money? And I think those are some of the principles that I want to share on today are things that we can do to take some of the financial pressure off of us. And so for us, when we first got married, we've been married for 23 years, about to be 24 years. And when we first got married, we had tons of financial debt Mm -hmm. and financial shortage. Um, the first uh, year of our, our marriage, our combined income was about $10,000 for mm-hmm. the year. The first home that we lived in was $350 a month in rent, and I could barely afford that. Um, I remember the first apartment we got when we moved from um, West Virginia to Washington, D.C. area um, was a one-bedroom apartment with roaches and mice. And, um, man, it was just like I always had more month than money. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember waiting for the first of the month. You know, the first of the month, wake up, wake up just so that we could get um, food, 
just so that we could handle certain things. You know, we needed government assistance. And um, thankfully, um, that's where we were. That's not where we are. We didn't stay there. God taught us principles of stewardship and living beneath our means and how to debt snowball. And I just think that I want to share some of those things with people today. Now, there's a lot of products that you can go, um, for example, Financial Peace University, which mm-hmm. is a Dave Ramsey product. Um, there's a lot of financial gurus out there. We don't claim to be a financial guru, but we do love Jesus and we do have a testimony. And there are some things that will work for anybody who works. It. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I want to share with people today. And so um, talk to me. So when back in the day, did you feel a bunch of pressure financially? Um, honestly, I didn't. I didn't feel the pressure. It wasn't, you know, it was something that uh-huh. I think... I don't know. Back then, there were other things that I was working on, honestly. So you were working on cleaning up our finances. I was depressed. I was working on overcoming depression. Uh-huh. And so I knew that there was financial pressure uh-huh. because I had constraints. Uh-huh. Maybe I couldn't buy the things that I wanted to buy. I couldn't, uh-huh. you know, go the places that I wanted to go. So I felt it, but it wasn't as heavy uh-huh. um, compared to other things that I was focused on. Well, I kind of feel like our personalities are different. And I feel like you um, can do a thing when you can be like out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, when you were um, when you were uh, uh, in a sorority, you, what did, what was your 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 line name? Oh, what, comatose my or something? Yes, it was comatose. <laughs> Where did you get that from? Because I'm thinking like because back in the day, not now, but back in the day, you had this ability to almost compartmentalize life uh-huh. and like. If you were dealing with depression or something else, it didn't matter that the bills wasn't paid. I mean, you I would didn't not, care. Yeah, you didn't care. Yeah. I mean, you literally can turn off stuff. I, my personality is different. I care. Mm-hmm. And I see every single detail and I care about where it's going. I have a plan. I have a strategy, so forth and so on. And so when it came to that question, it kind of feels like you were more like – um <laughs> You know, your credit was bad. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like 500 some. Mm-hmm. you know, you owed people, but you probably just didn't care. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. Um, yeah, I mean, I cared, but I would, I wasn't even educated enough to know how important a credit score is. Like uh-huh. I didn't, just didn't even know. Right. And so a lot of it, ignorance is bliss. They say a uh-huh. lot of it is because I was just ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, it's a gift, yeah. I think to be like, okay, well this is over, this is either going to stress me out to uh-huh. the max uh-huh. or I'm just going to not care about it and I'll deal with it when I get to it because I have so many other things on my plate. Uh-huh. And I think that was more my attitude. Yeah. Well, for us, I thank think God for you. 
who did care. Well, yeah, I remember years of me trying to improve your credit score. Um, years of me. I remember pulling all of your credit reports. Thank you, babe. I remember you disputing were so things. helpful. I remember, remember you tried to get a, um, a, a job at the rental car place uh-huh. and you couldn't get a job because your credit wasn't good enough yeah. to get a job. So we fixed my credit and uh-huh. then I got the job, but then I took another job. Yeah, but it wasn't as simple as that. I actually, the way I fixed it was by paying off what you owed on you the do, credit baby? card. Oh, which, you did? Which actually is part of the reason that we struggled. So I never long. even knew that. I know. So let it all come out right now. Wow. And so that was the pain in our marriage. It was almost like you had this whole world and you're dealing with something, but I'm like take, and that's why it does matter who you mm-hmm. marry. Absolutely. I always tell people, hey, you know, check their credit report before you start dating Get somebody. Get that cleaned up. You know, check, check their credit score. Find out what kind of debt you're going to marry into mm-hmm. because I took all of your financial Wait on me. Yeah. You know, because the two have become one. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that might be are doing the same. And then, you know, people nowadays, like we got married young, they get married a lot older. Um, and maybe, you know, they kind of got this two separate thing going on. But I don't know. I just think it's important for married people to have a financial strategy and a financial plan yeah. and financial goals and financial agreement and all of that kind of stuff because it's so important to the marriage. Mm-hmm. And I found that, I mean, I'm thankful that you didn't just like quit, give up on me and just allow, like you helped me, Uh like you really stepped up and helped me with my credit because obviously I didn't know how to do it. Uh Right. And so thank you for doing that. But I think that's, that's for someone like if your gift, if if you're strong in the finances, step up and help the other person, Uh male or female, Uh just step up and help and not be frustrated. Don't just leave, but help. You know, and I'll add this balance to it just because some of our audience are getting new to you and to us Mm -hmm. all together. That's not who you are as a person. You're a very detailed person. Matter of fact, you're probably a better manager of money now than mm-hmm. I would be mm-hmm. because you, um, you you use technology and I'll oh, do some old school stuff. We're talking 25 years ago. We're talking I mean, a we're long, talking. long time ago. Yeah. And from your upbringing, coming out of a place of poverty, mm-hmm. coming out of a place where you did not see people steward money well, right. you had no clue of anything. I had a business background. Um, my dad taught me a lot about, you know, managing money. Yeah. And so I was able to help for that season. And it's kind of like now, you 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 know, since those 20 years ago, you can kind of take it and, and run with it and yep. do what you do. And so now I'm happy to announce that your credit score is... Um, last time I checked it, 840, and I didn't even know a credit score could go that high. I honestly didn't either. Yeah, yeah. But so it was like 840. And so, you know, we haven't had credit cards 15 years. We live um, a, a blessed life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, we're not Bill Gates or, or nothing like that, but God's been good. Mm-hmm. And so we want to share some of those principles to help a married couple who is just where we used to be. Yeah. Or maybe you have a lot of money but you still have financial pressures. Yeah. And so here's some things that we did, and I kind of put down 10 things. Are you ready? Number one, we don't have his money, her money. Mm -hmm. We have our money. Yeah. And so we kind of hit that one already. Is there anything else you want to add to that one? Um, no, I would say just strategies and like, well, how do we make it our money? Okay. You know, because there's natural things like, you know, if I get a check in my name uh-huh. or, you know, there's savings accounts, checkings accounts and, you know, like all of this stuff. Uh-huh. But literally what we do is we have a joint account uh-huh. and that's where all of our money comes to from the, from the most part, you know, like uh-huh. our paychecks go into our joint account. But then you have a private account and I have a private account. Uh-huh. You have a private savings. I have a private savings. And there's just certain things that we do with those, you know, like my, my account, like I 
put money in there, honestly, right now, uh-huh. money goes to that private account because our daughter's um, eight, who's about to turn 18, her account is connected to my account. Uh-huh. And so she basically withdraws all the money from my account, you know. Um, and so I don't know. There's um, savings accounts. There's uh, like budgets like you know we used to at one point we would take uh a, when we were budgeting we would take a lump sum of money mm-hmm. and we would put it in my t- to my private account um because that was the money that I, that was allocated for groceries uh-huh. for diapers and things like that so you can just be creative in you know how you manage his and hers mm-hmm. and how you bring it together but there should be one pot mm-hmm. where you know. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you're talking about the spirit behind it. Then you're talking about the practicality. Yes. Thank the you. The spirit behind it is that there is no mine and there is no yours. Mm-hmm. It's only ours. Mm-hmm. Now, practically, um, it's not exactly what you said. So our money is deposited in your account. It's deposited in my account. Mm-hmm. But we see all of the accounts together. Mm-hmm. So basically, even though I have a separate savings and you have a separate savings, it's still the same login. Like we can still see the same thing. Yeah, we see everything. So if we ever need to transfer money. So the only reason that we have separate accounts is because you might steward the groceries, et cetera, et cetera. And I might steward something else. So we're basically bringing it all together and then putting it out into these different things to take care of the kids and our responsibilities. And it gets complicated businesses and Mm -hmm. things like that. It gets complicated, but Mm -hmm. it can be done. Right. So anyway, the principle is that it's 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 our money. Mm-hmm. So number two, um, this is also what we did. We started living beneath our means. OK, um, we just made a decision that we're not going to spend more than what we make. OK. And so before that, um, there was seasons where there would be something that you we really wanted to buy mm-hmm. and we would either put it on a credit card or we would do something, we basically would extend ourselves. And that's all debt is. Overextend. You are overextending yourself. Mm-hmm. And there comes a place where you just got to say, no, I'm not going to do that any longer. So one of the things I'm most excited about or proud about would be that we have not had a personal credit card yes. in probably 15 years mm-hmm. More, you know, you stop counting after a while, yeah. which is problematic when it comes to renting a car yeah. and they want to take off a big deposit on your debit card. Um, and I don't have a problem having a business credit card, but we haven't mm-hmm. had even that. Mm-hmm. It's just like I've been OK over the last 15 years with cash and debit card, so forth and so on, because we had so much um, credit um, mm-hmm. debt. I just was like, I don't want to deal with it. I'm looking yeah. at a business card now, but it's uh, it won't have a balance. I'll pay it off every single time. Right. But that's one thing you have to do is live beneath your means. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big deal for. I mean, that was major for us mm-hmm. to just not to not use credit. And if we were going to buy something, let's do cash. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we, you know, we have home loans and things like that. But other, you know, your everyday things like buying furniture. Uh-huh. Like, no, I'm not going to the furniture store and you know financing my the couch. But we did all that. We did all of that. And they we financed you, and, the bed. But they hit you with that um, no interest for 12 months or 24 yeah. months. But then if you go to 25 months, all of the interest comes um, due right from the previous 12 months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> trick. And we just we just felt like if we can't buy it, we don't need it almost. Yeah, and I think that was golden. And even today, I'm telling you, every store I go to, there I mean, it's annoying to me. Um, would you like to put this on your credit card? You know, like no, 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 no. Well if 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 you do it today, we'll give you fifty percent off and blah blah. No, 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 I don't want credit. Like, you know, but you can have like 10, 20 credit cards um if you just take, you know, you just keep accumulating. Back in the day, I got credit cards because I lied. 
you know, I was in college and they, you know, on the application, they say, how much money do you make? Wow. And I would be like, well, $40,000. And they sent me like a $13,000. And they didn't check it. They just said, this 18-year-old kid in college makes $40,000 a year. And then they sent you a credit card. Pretty much. That's wow. how it went, happened. That's how I got into so much debt. Wow. You know? And I was kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul and I was paying minimal monthly balances with other minimum monthly that's balances. That's crazy. And then I married someone who I had to help her. <laughs> And so that's how it happened. I told the truth and they gave me a $500 credit card and I maxed that out. I had a $13,000 credit card in college, $13,000 limit. It was wow. I thought I was rich with $500. <laughs> so anyway, the principle is live beneath your means. And um, anything come to your mind practically about how people can do that? Because I think it's easier said than done. But how do you live beneath your means? Um, you have to say no to some things. You have to say no to some things. Uh-huh. Um, and then, mm-hmm. all you know, and there's a few different things that come to mind. First of all, you have to say no to like every birthday party, every wedding, mm-hmm. um, traveling like every summer to family reunions. And, you know, like you, you it costs money to get a plane ticket to go. It, 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 there's a hotel room, yeah. like all of these things add up. And so and people feel like they have to. Yeah, but, but you, you don't you really want to get your finances in order. You're going to have to say no yeah. to some things, meaning that some people are going to have a problem with you. But you're saying no today. So that you can say yes tomorrow to better things. Absolutely. And our marriage and just just taking the pressure off of our marriage Uh was worth it for me. Well, that brings me into point number three, which Mm -hmm. is just stop buying things. Oh, yeah. Stop buying. Because at some point, so the principle of number two was like, you got to learn to say Mm -hmm. no. And this principle would be like, you just got to stop. Like, stop buying things. You don't have to have a new car. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have a new computer. You don't have to have a new phone. You don't have to have new clothes. You would like it, right? but you don't have to have it. right? But I think that when people live um, in debt, they feel like they have to have it. Mm -hmm. And they make up, it was like in my mind, it felt like, man, if I can just do this, this will help me get better. Mm -hmm. This will help me get to where I want to go. Yeah. And I think it's a setup. And yeah, you don't have to have anything. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, kind of like it goes back into living beneath your means is just, we get used to a certain level. And the problem is if you're living at a level that you can't afford, you got to back it down. You might not have to say, okay, I'm never going to go shopping again. But instead of shopping at Mm -hmm. Nordstrom, you might want to shop at Macy's. You might want to shop at Target. You might want to shop at the Goodwill. Yeah. I mean, shop at thrift stores. Yeah. Shop online. Have some secondhand stuff, Plato's mm-hmm. closet. Mm-hmm. I just believe that where there's a will, there's a way. And I think that that's what some of the principles, like let's say the Dave Ramsey principles, yeah. it's almost like live way beneath your means, like mm-hmm. cut everything out. And I think that sometimes you might can, it, it, it might can go too far with yeah. it, but I like the principle still Absolutely. because when you are bleeding, stop the bleeding. Absolutely. Like when you're leaking money, like we used to leak money, somebody has to stop. And so instead of, you don't have to have the two bedroom apartment, you want it. Right. You can have a studio or one bedroom. You can put the baby in the corner for a minute, mm-hmm. or you can have a two bedroom and rent one, but mm-hmm. I don't want any roommates. Okay. How much do you really want to get out of debt? How much do you really want financial success? And so um, there is a thing where we just stop buying. Number four would begin um, would be we began to live on a budget. Mm. We began to live That's on a good. budget, and um, I remember having the spending envelopes back in the I day. I remember. Oh, 
I did not like those spending envelopes. The spending envelopes for those of you They were pressure for me. Well, basically what it was, it was saying that this is how much money you have for the month Mm -hmm. in a certain area for groceries or for clothing. And you put the actual cash in an envelope. And once the money out of the envelope was spent, you didn't have anything else. And it was almost just a way to make sure that Mm -hmm. you held yourself accountable, not to overextend. Mm -hmm. But why didn't you like those? I don't understand. I don't know. It made me nervous to have the money, you know, like in my hands. (laughs) And and what I found is that like, okay, so I spend the grocery budget, right? There's no cash left in the grocery envelope. Well, now I got to go into the household, the cleaning supplies envelope so I can get money out of there. (laughs) And it was just stressful for me. (laughs) But we did it. Yeah. Well, I'm not even saying it's the best way to do I, it. Yeah. But what I am saying is that that's how important living under budget what, is. What you're saying is that we did what we had to do yeah. to get out well, of well, debt. That's what I hope people are hearing. That you got to <laughs> do what you got to do. It did. We didn't like it at the time, but uh-huh. we were going to try it. Yeah. Because we, we needed help. Right. And so everybody needs a budget. Yeah. Okay. And we would probably suggest like a um, zero based budget, mm-hmm. meaning that you give every dollar an assignment. Mm-hmm. So even if you have a hundred dollars left at the end of the month. Give that $100 in assignment to a savings account or somewhere, meaning that every dollar that comes in your house, it needs to get allocated somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, now we've kind of grown to the place that we don't have to overlook on a budget, you know, because we kind of know what's coming in, what's going out. But to get to the place where you're getting some traction, to yeah. get out of debt and to to get some margin here, man, you need a budget. You need to know because you know what the crazy thing is? There are people who are struggling financially. And they spend hundreds of dollars a month at Starbucks and don't know it. Mm. Or they spend hundreds of dollars a month eating out and don't know it. They spend hundreds of dollars a month. What I'm saying, it's just not Starbucks. It's basically they're wasting money. And they could make coffee at home and have margin. Or they could say, I'm going to make me a sandwich instead of eating out for lunch. I mean, there's so many little things that you can do. And but you won't know it if you don't have a budget. Mm -hmm. And so you can just Google, you know, how to do a budget dot com. I think, you know, as we progressed, we started doing QuickBooks and you kind of oversaw our QuickBooks. And um, thankfully, now we're able to have bookkeepers and people that will help us Mm -hmm. because um, God knows we're too busy to kind of look at everything. Yeah, I enjoyed um, having like QuickBooks. You were good at it too. um, Because it would just put everything in order. It helped us to organize everything. Uh And I liked giving our money an assignment. Yeah, You know, like this is everything that we have, this is the Lord's right. and I'm going to steward it properly. Lord, what, what do you want us to do with this extra hundred dollars? Um, my bookkeeper right now, he's using every dollar. Mm-hmm. Every dollar is an app. Um, it's been a really good product. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of introduced it to me and um, kind of just helping us manage money. And um, it's a Dave Ramsey product. Nice. Um, but it's called Every Dollar. And I think Mint.com was um, some people we'll like that Mint one. We used Mint for a while. Um, I wasn't able to get them on customer support. Like you can never get them on the phone or things like mm-hmm. that. But it's a pretty good program. But the Every Dollar seems to be working mm-hmm. pretty well for us. But there's all kinds of apps and programs to really help you know where your money's going. Absolutely. I mean, nowadays, I mean, you like our Every Dollar is connected right to our um, accounts. So it automatically downloads. And now my bookkeeper can move money around. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the month, it's like you overspent on groceries or you did this or why did you, you you didn't tell me you were going to do that. I mean, it's so good, you know, but you don't need a bookkeeper for that. You can actually, any person can do that if they have the time to do it. Accountability. Yeah. That's great. Number five would be, we stopped making everyone else's emergency, our emergency. Mm. 
we stopped making. And this is huge. Yes, sir. Okay. Especially for the newly married people, Mm -hmm. because many married people feel such an obligation to mom, to dad, Mm -hmm. to grandma, to their brothers, their siblings. Right. I know that you felt that way. Absolutely. You know, coming out of where you came out of, you felt like an obligation to take care of your younger brother Mm -hmm. and sister. Like, what will they do without me? Right. And then we kind of come over into a mindset where we're handling everybody else's problems, but we're not even taking care of ourselves. And what I learned over the years is that if we can get ourselves together, I will be in a much better position to really be able to help everybody else. Absolutely. Can you talk to, to me about that at all? Um, yeah, I feel like you know sometimes we can be a crutch for people uh-huh. um, when we want to step in and be, you know, and rescue people when they're in bad situations. Right. But honestly, if we looked back at the situation, we see that God isn't even helping them in this situation. Right. You know what I mean? God is not stepping in because God is waiting for them mm-hmm. to do something. Yeah. Let me unpack that for a minute mm-hmm. because that's a realization that many times we try to meet needs that God isn't meeting. There you go. And it's not that God doesn't see it or want to meet mm-hmm. the need. Sometimes he doesn't meet the need because he's trying to build character in them. Yeah. And then what we do is we put our little God had on and we step in front of God and we come and start paying people's bills without even consulting God. Yeah. You know, and it's so true. Yeah. And I think in that area (laughs) as well, we have to, you know, we have to be okay with saying no to family and friends or if if somebody asks us for money and they say no to us and we feel bad because we know that we have the money Uh and we might not want to give it to them. And I think that what we said earlier is like all of our money has an assignment. Right. Okay. So it's going to savings. It's going to different places. And so I don't have any money that's just lying around idle. Like, well, what do I do with this? No, because I'm a good steward over my money. And so if somebody comes and asks me for something, now I am weighing, okay, if I have it to give to you, Okay, well then fine, I'm gonna give it to you. But if I don't uh-huh. and I need to now I need to dip into my savings mm-hmm. or I have to go and dip into my kids' Christmas gift fund, uh-huh. I need to go in and now, you know, my kids I'll take in I'll I'll go into their where, you know, they need to get clothing. So I'm gonna take a little bit out of their clothing. That's where no, I'm not gonna do that. Right. Um, because I have to take care of my own responsibilities mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Now, things that we've done in the past is, you know, we don't lend people money. Right. Like, it, okay, I'm not going to lend you anything, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll give this to you right. uh, without expecting anything back. And why is that? Um, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, what does the Bible say about lending? <laughs> it says, don't be a surety for a friend or a neighbor. Which So don't co-sign. Don't co-sign. Don't, yeah, don't do those kind of things. And- and so, and but also, what we found is that it creates this thing in the relationship that can get toxic. Mm, and it's like you owe me something. You owe me something, and, and I don't. Uh, want we don't want to go me. there. I kind of would rather just give it to you. Yeah. So here's the principles that we we don't give people loans mm-hmm. and we don't co-sign for people. Right. And I don't. It doesn't matter to me the need. Well, I, I can't believe it. I what got if it's this your son on. or daughter? Are you going to co-sign? Well, I mean, that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I, I'm still not in the co-signing business. No. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. I don't know. What would you do? I, I know people who have co-signed for their adult children. Oh, um, you're talking children. about adult children? No, yeah, absolutely for, not. For, I mean, because you can't co-sign. You a a minor children, can't my, do anything. Well, but their adult uh-huh. children, they co-signed for their adult children. These children went and wrecked their houses. Oh, yeah. They wrecked their cars. They and they leave it, you know, for their parents to take care of. Like, mm-mm. Okay. So in that regard, no, absolutely, 100%. 
No, he- heavens no, no. And and that kid can be like, well, I'm gonna get, I'm, I'm gonna go to prison, or I got this going on, or that's you. You made that bed. You, you got a lie in it. Absolutely. And I'm gonna come pray for you and visit you in prison and bail you out if the Lord <laughs> leads me to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know you're being funny, but uh-huh. it's it's real. No, because people need to know that they can say no. Yeah. They feel such an obligated obligation to be pulled into other people's toxicity. Mm-hmm pulled into other people's drama. Mm-hmm. And one of the keys to financial success or success period is learning yeah. how to say no and to draw healthy parameters. Mm-hmm. Like that's your drama, but it's not mine. Absolutely. I love you though. And I'm here for you and I'm praying for you. And just because I don't want to take what I've worked hard for and give it to you doesn't mean I don't love you. Yep. And so the relative or the friend can be like, oh, see, you got so much money. You don't want to do this and you don't want to. You can judge me all you want to. Absolutely. But my money is not my money. My money belongs to God now. But here's the thing that I will put as the overarching thing. I'm going to do whatever God tells me to do. Exactly. So it doesn't matter if it's kids, budget, whatever. You can be like, no, I prayed about it and I don't have a peace with it. If the Lord tells me to do something, I'm going to go Mm -hmm. do it. I don't Mm -hmm. think you're on the page that I'm on. You're saying something different. What I'm saying is that I'm going to do whatever God tells me to do with my money. It doesn't matter. Where it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was thinking of your response because people, especially family members, they will come and make you feel guilty uh-huh. for not, well, you have all this money, you you know, and all of this. And so my response is, well, you know, I've prayed about it and no, I, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. you know, you, you can just very boldly say no. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's very good. Very good. And so we don't make other people's emergencies our emergencies mm-hmm. because I just don't believe I'm God. Right. And I believe that um, I want God to be God. Mm-hmm. I want to be Ken. I want you to be Tabitha. And I want God to be God. Mm-hmm. So um, that doesn't mean that I'm not moved with compassion. It doesn't Absolutely. mean that my ear is not attentive to whatever God tells me to do. Mm-hmm. It just means that I'm not going to make your drama mine. And it doesn't mean that we don't give. I mean, we give all the time. Well, actually, we actually have a portion that we just set aside for those kind of things. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because we want to help people. Yeah. But there mm-hmm. are people who um, just suck the They'd life like out leech. of you. They will leech and just suck Yes, and, and you help them one time, they're coming again and, and again and again. And, and it's suck. like, no, you have and to suck. say no to that. Yeah. Um, number six would be, we began to communicate regularly about our budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and we appointed mm-hmm. one of us as the money manager. Yeah. And sometimes it's been me that's been the point person for managing money. Sometimes it's been you. Mm-hmm. Then it will come back to me. Then it will go back to you. And so um, the point is that we began to communicate regularly. So we have a thing called family meetings. And those of you all who are new to our show, we have um, an episode called How to Have a Family Meeting. Uh-huh. It is a once a week or every other week meeting where it's like uh, we bring everything that we need to talk about, sex, parenting, intimacy, Um, finances. And in that meeting, we talk about money. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes it's more detailed than other times, but if we're doing it at the highest level, it's basically, this is what we have. This is what we're going. These are the investments we're making. Do you have anything that you want to say to it? Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying is I do not believe that the person who manages the money should manage it and keep the other person out of it. Right. Because once again, it's our money. It's teamwork. Right. Now, I have the responsibility of managing it. Let's say that it's me. But I still need to be accountable to you for our money. So this is how it's going. This is where we're winning. This is where we're losing. Would you like to speak into it at all? Yeah. And that's how we go about. But I think complete communication 
is important. Then we're on the same page. Uh-huh. We know what to pray for. Mm-hmm. And so the last thing I want is for you to be doing the finances, but you carrying all the weight of it. Right. No, we can we can carry this together. Carry it together. And we can pray about this together. Uh-huh. And we can combine, you know, uh-huh. our experiences and our intellect to be able to be able to come up with solutions. And I also think it's important to not be able to just go off and haul off and buy whatever you want to buy just because you are the Manager no, of the that's money. good. Yeah, you know, like you got some guys; they have a midlife crisis and they want to go get them a Corvette, and didn't tell the wife that he want to go get a Corvette, or she want to go on an all girls trip. Have a midlife crisis, and then, <laughs> you know, we still we we use those principles where I would call you if it was over like maybe a hundred dollars. Yeah, in the, the past, I mean, we're bringing up way we're bringing back, up really old but these stuff. These are the things that but people. Those, need. You know what? Uh-huh. Those principles we still use them in some ways uh-huh. because I was just thinking about this that it's maybe like a month or two ago, uh-huh. I wanted to buy a bike uh-huh. because like, I can't, not that I can't run, but you know, my knees, I want to protect my knees. And so I've been a runner my whole life and I'm looking for something else like running. And so um, I want to go out and buy a bike. Now my friend, she's a biker. She's biked her whole life and she's got this like fancy electric bike and she got me all hyped up about it. Oh, I got, it's like five to $10,000 for a fancy electric bike. Okay. And I was like, all right, now what I've done in the past is I've bought a bike and it's set. I rode it like once or twice and it sat in the garage. We ended up giving it away to boys, a boys and girls program. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to do that with a $5,000 bike. And so, um, I went out or actually I asked you mm-hmm. and, and, um, what I did, I went out basically long story short is I bought a bike that was like $200. Mm-hmm. It's real price was maybe like $300. I got her on sale for $200, but I actually asked you, I was like, babe, do you think it's okay if I buy a $200 bike, you know? And I told you all of my reasons and stuff like that. And you were like, well, it's a cheap bike. (laughs) And I was like, I know, I know, but it's, I just want to get it so that, you know, I can figure out whether I'm going to really invest in a $10,000 bike. Um, But anyway, I still use those principles today. (laughs) There's a few things. Number one, we're not going to be investing in a $10,000 bike. (laughs) Probably, is that a no? That's not going to happen. I personally, probably. I wouldn't buy a ten thousand dollar bike. Right. I probably um, <laughs> there is a one like a fifteen hundred dollar one that okay. is probably okay. has, has my that. eye. But number two, um, the principle that I think you are extracting is the principle of so back in the day, if we wanted to spend over a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. we needed to get each other's permission. We had to get each other's permission. And I think that somebody might can apply that. Maybe it's not a hundred, maybe it's 500, mm-hmm. maybe it's a thousand. I don't know what it is, but set it in your home. Mm-hmm. But what it is, is that baby, we need each other's approval in order to spend over this amount. And I think that communication removes a whole lot of fussing and fighting. Number seven, we always function as a team. More than individually. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's huge for people who, I guess what I want to do is breathe a little hope because Mm -hmm. I remember when we had tons of debt and financial problems, it felt like there was no way out. It felt like a dark hole Mm -hmm. that was hard to climb out of. Yeah. And I didn't know if it would take 10, 15, 20 years or if I would ever give out of it. I would want you to know that all things are possible to them that believe. And there's absolutely nothing too hard for the Lord. And it's amazing how Mm -hmm. God can change things around in 12 months. He really can. You buy the right home, you sell it, you do some things, you get a promotion. He can change some things around, but you have to position yourself for this possession. But um, we came at things more as a team. So there were seasons where... Um, like I was in real estate and mm-hmm. that was all commission. And so you decided to go and get a salary job. Yep. It wasn't your dream job. You were an assistant, an executive assistant, right. but it helped us pay it our bills. It gave us health benefits, uh-huh. got our bills paid. Yeah. 
food then, on the table. And then there was a time after I grew in my real estate business, you left a job and you came and worked with me. Yep. I think the principle that I can see that we've done for the last 20 plus years yeah. is it's always teamwork. Teamwork. Uh-huh. It's even like when we started our first um, church in Gainesville mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I still had a real estate business that was going in Washington, D.C., and we moved to Gainesville, Florida. We didn't know a person. And in the first 12 months of ministry, we went through all of our life savings. So we came together and say, what we're going to do? You decide, well, you do the ministry full time. I'm yeah. going to go get a job. Yep. You went and got a job um, in real estate because that was our background in Ocala, yep. which was 45, 45 minutes away. Minutes. And if I recall, how much did you make at that job? Ooh, Maybe like 45 Okay, so it was, uh, let's say it, it was like 45000 It wasn't anything but compared to I what I was we... paying a lady 55000 yeah. probably to yeah. continue to run our businesses that were failing because we had mm-hmm. left and went into ministry. I was still, I still had a business in Washington, D.C., and I was paying that person even more than what you were making. Right. I guess what I'm saying is that we do what we got to do to get where God's called us to get yeah. to. And so you went on in that job for a, um, a while and then ended up getting let go from that job and then went right into um, we, we had a daycare. Mm-hmm. And so once again, this is teamwork. Yep. It's not like, hey, I want my career or you want your career. We yep. want the Claters. What do the Claters need to do in this season? And this is not going to be for always. We have a saying in our house, noted today, but not forever. Mm-hmm. And so there are some things that as a married couple, you got to say no to, but we're saying no today, but, but not it's forever. but not forever. And so if we can continue in the unity as a team, we will all get ourselves to where we're supposed to be going. And I, I will say thank you for that. Thank you for mm-hmm. always, you know, because there's some people like, well, it's about my career. And I was a dentist and I went to, I went to medical school and now, you, you, you know, it's all, it's, And I'm not saying that's bad. Uh Yeah, you did. But at the same time, it's all about our team. And what does your family need right now? Sometimes. What do the kids need right now? Do you have a 5, 10, 20 year plan? Can we get you there? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Sometimes you have to do what's good for the team. Anyone who's played sports before or been a part of any club or Mm -hmm. um, something like that, you do what's good for the team. But it's worth it in the end because when the team wins, you win. Yeah. Um, And I can't, you know, like looking at my life now and seeing like right now I get to do what I love to do. I get to do what I'm gifted and talented and purposed by God to do. But it took you 15, 20 years to get there. But it took me a long time to get here. And in in between all of those 15, 20 years, you did all of the messy work. I did. You did all of the, well, I don't know nothing about a daycare, but I'm going to start one. We're going to start a daycare. Um, I don't know nothing about bookkeeping, but I'm going to be the bookkeeper mm-hmm. for the church. Do the I don't know anything. Well, I got a little graphic art degree. I'm going to make the bulletins. I'm going to make mm-hmm. the worship guide. I'm just going to do whatever I got to do. I mean, we could go through. We cleaned the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. We, 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 I remember when we opened our first real estate office, we didn't have money for a janitor. Right. You were the cleaner. That was me. That You were the cleaner. You, so you were the cleaner and the CFO uh-huh. all at the same time. And, I have uh, my nice office, but I will also at the end of the day, <laughs> go clean I'm thing. getting out the bucket because <laughs> you do what you have to do. I don't know if people have that kind of grit any longer. You know, they kind of want something for nothing, well, but I it think, doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And the story is a story of a journey yeah. of unfolding of a process, you know, it, it's, it's in, it's this like, you know, I think at one time it was the microwave generation, but now it's the social 
social media world uh-huh. where um, it's like we only see highlights and we only see the highlight reel of people's lives. So you see people bossing. So like if I were to go ahead back then uh-huh. and I took a picture, I'd be like, I'd have myself in the office, you know, like uh-huh. CFO. Yeah. You know, all this stuff talking about how great the business is going. Uh-huh. But I might not put me in the bathroom cleaning the toilets because that's not, you know, so yeah. glamorous. Right. But we have to remember that there is a behind the scenes to everything we see. Yeah. That if if they're up there being applauded because yeah. they're balling and they're they're, you know, they got all these awards and things like that, there's something that they're doing behind yeah. the scenes that isn't that, you know, worthy of applause. So good. Um, number eight, point number eight is that we build a team of professionals around us. Mm. And I think that's very important. Yes. And so to get good CPAs, mm-hmm. um, to get good lawyers around you, um, bookkeepers, financial advir- advir- advisors. I remember the first year that I made like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we made a lot of money, like a lot of money. I owed the IRS $100,000. Yikes. You know, <laughs> you're saying yikes, like, you don't remember. <laughs> I I really honestly <laughs> don't. With me? But I, I know. <laughs> okay. But I don't let, like I said, we just, I, I, I don't, <laughs> it's, like, it's in one year and out the other. Story. I'm like, yikes, we really did that? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I but owe, yeah. Uh, the IRS, $100,000. And um, I had it to pay, you know, mm-hmm. I had it to pay, but it hurt really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And w- what happened was, is that I wasn't doing quarterly withholdings. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have enough tax deductions. I was making money and I was spending the money, reinvesting the money, but I did not know some things about withholdings, tax laws, et yes. cetera, et cetera. And so I learned it the hard way, but you need to get great professionals around mm-hmm. you, bookkeepers, attorneys. You know, financial people who advisors. are working for you. People who are working for and you. in the beginning, when you don't have enough, have a need for these professional people. I mean, at least um, you know, podcasts, uh-huh. books friends, uh-huh. um, other couples, you know, if you're a married couple and you have another couple that maybe mentors you or speaks into your life at all, hey, ask them what they do. Ask them, you know, how, you know, just get information, Right. get information. Yeah. Um, that will bring us to point number nine is that we put God first in our giving. Mm-hmm. And for us, that might be the most important one. God first. And so we're a God first family, Matthew mm-hmm. six thirty three, And I just feel like there's a lot of people that love Jesus, but they don't love him in a financial way. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says where a man's treasure is, that's where his heart is also. And if you want to be really, really good with money, I'm yeah. talking about you want God to bless you financially. You got to put God at the top of the budget, meaning that God, when you give to me, the first thing that I'll do before homes, cars, um, private school gym memberships is mm-hmm. I'm going to give to you Amen. first. And so when we began to do that, we saw an anointing and the favor of God come upon us because we're partnered with heaven. Mm-hmm. And that will bring me to point number 10 is that we filled our hearts and minds with scripture concerning financial stewardship and success. And I think there's a lot of people that struggle his money, her money. The marriage is going through financially, but nobody has committed to get into God's word. Mm -hmm. And so what I did from Genesis to Revelation is I have studied every scripture about prosperity, wealth, increase, Mm -hmm. stewardship. And what I've learned is that the Bible says more about finances than it does heaven, hell, and salvation combined. Wow. God has a lot to say 
about how we manage our money and even what he did with the people like how he made Abraham a wealthy man and Solomon and David and 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 um, Job. I mean, there's just so many people and characters in the Bible where you can learn financial principles, but I think that we need to go through a season. So I'm that kind of guy that I, lo- I like triaging. And so if I have a problem in my marriage, I'm going to read 100 books on marriage until I get it right. Yeah. If I have problems in my finances, I'm going to read everything and go to every financial conference until I get it right. I just feel like there are some people who they have financial struggles, but they won't sow the seed uh-huh. of revelation into their heart to get into the Bible until they believe the Bible mm. more than the situation they have in their life. Mm. And I think that if they could really put in that work to speak the word, meditate on the word, um, study the word, know the word, the word is so rich and it will change every situation. What do you think? I believe it. You it's believe good. It? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else that you remember us doing to kind of get ourselves uh, together? No, I just, I just remember that, um, I think the best thing, and and you said this is just the teamwork. Uh Like it was so refreshing for us when we found out that God didn't want us to be poor, Uh that he didn't want us to be in debt, Mm -hmm. that he wanted us to be happy. Mm -hmm. It was just like that. He gave us the power to Mm -hmm. get wealth. Mm -hmm. That was like, so like music to our ears and especially someone like me born and raised in the projects, like, you know, everyone that I knew didn't have money. We were all trying to struggle. Mm -hmm. And you mean like, that's the good news of the gospel to me. You mean I don't have to struggle my whole life and you actually want to bless me. I mean, so when we found that out, it spoke life to us. Mm -hmm. We kind of grabbed each other by the hand and said, Hey baby, we're on the same team. Let's do this together. And I think that's why our finances, we got so blessed. You can do this people. Mm -hmm. You can do this. Mm -hmm. You can do this. Okay. His grace is ultimately sufficient for you. Doesn't matter where you currently are right now with the help of the Lord, you do the natural, believe him for the supernatural. You're going to get yourself out to the place where generational curses of poverty are broken and you can walk in the promises of our God. Um, We speak uh, the blessing of the Lord over you and your marriage. Um, Don't you allow money to come in between your marriage. If you can walk in the spirit of agreement, there is a commanded blessing when husband and wife dwell together in unity. Mm -hmm. And we just declare that it's yours, that God is going to give you witty ideas, inventions, and great favor, his favor that goes before you even right now. Hey, if you enjoyed today's show, please let us know. If you're new to our our podcast, um, hit the subscribe button so that you can be the first to grab the content as it is released. We release a new episode every Thursday at 3 p.m. Um, caring is sharing and sharing is caring. Please like, subscribe, comment, review, do all that good stuff. Let us know that um, this content that we're bringing you is um, in impacting your life in a positive way. Hey, we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We'll see you real soon. Peace. Peace.